Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and we're going to talk about Buddha's Palm and Dragon Fist, a 1980 film directed by Ko Pao. Uh, this is sometimes also known as Roving Heroes. Uh, the movie is about two martial classmates with a strong sense of rivalry who attempt to track down a series of outlaws in order to find their leader, Chang Yuan Shen. And uh, normally we would have Lady Chao Fung and Kenny here with us, but they can't make it tonight. And also this is uh, going to be a little bit more of a reaction than a really deep dive into the material because uh, neither Adam nor I have seen this before and we were only able to see it once. I got it one and a half times before uh, coming on tonight. And so we're going to mainly be giving our reactions to a film that, uh, that we've heard of but we haven't seen. And so uh, unfortunately won't be able to get the uh, opinions of, of Kenny or Lady Chow Fung though. So... I don't know, maybe if, uh, if they contact us during the podcast, I'll be able to slip in some of their thoughts. But, but anyways, uh, why don't I throw it to you, Adam? What was your initial reaction to this movie? Well, early on in the movie, my initial reaction was, I mean, this, this, of all the movies I've watched on Amazon Prime, this just had the worst sound. It was really hard to hear. The person who did, you know, I turned on the subtitles because of that, because the dubbing was kind of hard to understand, and the person who did the subtitles had lots of mistakes, but I kind of adjusted to it once I got into the story, once we kind of got into the whole rivalry of the two students and, uh, you know, and, and the ridiculous shenanigans from that, I just started enjoying it, and I kind of forgot about the technical issues with it. Yeah, so yeah, I, I had a good reaction to it. And I should say, yeah, we did watch this one on Amazon Prime, which is what we tend to do so that viewers and listeners can uh, can also chime in. And uh, the thing the thing about Amazon Prime is when you do bump into movies that have that that look sketchy like that, like this one, it was really bad. The sound was awful. The frame was all off at points. The yeah. the, the film just looked washed out. But a lot of times, and I haven't seen this movie before, so I don't know what the general state of the DVDs and VHSs of it out there are. But I've, I've seen a lot of movies that I do own on Amazon Prime. And when they've been bad like this, I've often been surprised by the difference. So just as an example, Swordsman 2 they had up on Amazon Prime. I have multiple copies of that movie. Every single one of my copies of that movie is ten times better than the one they have on Amazon Prime. The one on Amazon Prime looks like somebody ripped it right from video. They, 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 you know, it's not widescreen or anything. The, they, you can't even tell that it's like a really well shot movie when you see it on Prime. But then when you go back and watch it on DVD, you're like, oh yeah, this movie looked wonderful. It was, it was well shot. And so you have to be very careful, I find, and, and we'll be cautious sort of analyzing the movie, uh, you know, due to that. But, but the yeah. version that's up on Prime, at least, definitely is a, laborious thing it's, it's very difficult to sort of get through the sound particularly bothered me because there's a there's a really sort of heavy almost like a background hum going on and at one point it disappears and you're like oh my god this sounds so much better but then it comes back about five minutes later and uh and and the and the image quality is very poor and and it also looks like this isn't i don't think this is the original cut of the movie this looks like it was um really sort of broken down to size for uh, i don't know home video or something like it doesn't it, like there are some really weird uh -huh. edits in this movie and i i mean they could be from the uh the original film i don't know but uh but that was definitely striking so uh yeah so all yeah, that I, I, oh go ahead i agree go with ahead. you I, i'm saying i agree with you on you know kind of 
qualifying any complaints about that because it does seem that my technical complaints all seem to come from the transfer rather than anything the filmmakers did so and it's always it's, it's hard to tell unless you get so i mean your these complaints could be totally legitimate maybe the original movie yeah. really sucked in this respect um but you know my experience is nine times out of ten it's the it's the version that's up on amazon or or mm-hmm. just or just generally the film hasn't been well preserved um but uh, but again, I I don't know because I haven't I haven't seen this one before. Uh, my my reaction was similar to yours. That really was the big hurdle for me was the the quality of the of the of the version that they had up. And uh, once I got into it, then I really started to enjoy it. And it's got such a such a simple, straightforward plot that you really don't have to worry too much. And even if you do get lost, I mean, because the subs were pretty bad and the dubs were pretty bad, I found myself getting lost. And I'm sure we're gonna butcher character names and stuff because the subs yeah. in this one were really inconsistent and and sometimes the it was almost like the subs and the dubs were m- making things more confusing by clashing in in really weird ways but uh but one but but i think that um the you know the the overall it's it was like just a really great ride even if you were a little bit confused it had all, you know the fight scenes were I great and uh and the and and the and and the plot elements even if you didn't know what was going on you could say ah this guy's supposed to be tricky and i like the way he's playing a tricky character and i uh-huh. you know you could you knew what you were meant to be feeling in a given scene um and so so yeah so i guess you know just sort of getting into sort of the the overall uh you know uh uh, fight sequences first uh were there any fights that sort of stood out to you as is your favorite or uh, I would say, you know, the fights in this were really well performed, but I, I don't know that any of them had like a huge amount of weight to them. You know, I mean, it was a pretty light kind of movie to to, to an extent. And uh, I, I can't, you know, I, I so from that perspective, none of them really stood out to me because I, I wasn't I wasn't ever I was like enjoying the fights but i was never dramatically involved in any of the fights in this okay. movie so which you know doesn't make it a bad movie but i, I it's hard for me to single one out really but how okay. about you i i, I quite like the well, what i liked about it is is basically the movie is them tracking down the six guys and fighting with these six guys over the course of the whole movie there's other stuff going on yeah. woven in between yeah. but that's like the bulk of the fight scenes and they all are sort of paced you would think you know I have six fight scenes ahead of me. Like they have to fight all six of these guys and they managed Mm -hmm. to pace it out really well. It it worked really nicely. Each guy felt distinct. I think the first guy, uh, one of them fights is a noodle vendor who's got a a meat cleaver and he, and he's, and, and and these are all former bandits. And, and, and again, I'm going to spoil the movie, but the big reveal is the guy that is sort of giving them this list of names is, is the guy that they're looking for. And he's trying to eliminate all these people, uh, either just so he can get rid of them and he can be number one or so he can cut any ties connecting him to whatever crimes he committed, I think. But, uh, but the noodle vendor is this really spicy guy. And so we, you know, we see this, this, somebody shows up and orders a bowl of noodles and says it's too spicy. And he's like, well, too bad. And, you know, you can just tell he's a, he's like a, a really no good bully in the first five seconds. And then, and I don't know, and then, so, you know, that, you know. Noodle Vendor was good. I got to give you, that was early in the movie. And like I said, we only watched this once, so that, that had drifted a bit. But yeah, he was, he was a great character. And there was, and, and, and then there was the gambling guy. I forget, he was like running some kind of dominoes game. And, uh. Yeah. 
And then there was the guy, uh, what is it, Wuba, the guy with the butterfly tattoo on his chest. Mm-hmm. That scene I liked because somebody first comes in and murders his family, and the, um, uh, what is it, the, the, the Chi Kwan Chun character, uh, you know, is, is sort of surprised when the guy accuses him of murdering his family because he was just there to sort of get information from the guy. And so, you know, there's, there's this, just this series of fights that are, that are, to me, were all each very memorable. And I liked, I liked the way the fights looked. I liked the, the, I liked the style of the fights. They all looked very sort of like authentic Kung Fu to me. Again, I, I'm not a Kung Fu expert. The style was great. Yeah. 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 Um, And the, uh, and I like a lot of movies where they fall flat for me is the kicking and the kicking, uh, especially, um, especially uh lee min's uh performance the kicking was really on point for me the kicking looked really tight and it just you know just you know the you know like the 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 leg strike seemed really strong and people were able to sort of like extend their leg up in the air and hold it there and it didn't look fake and uh and so for me you know that that that's a lot of movies you'll sometimes have to be forgiving of sloppy leg work i find and in this one i didn't i didn't find that there was also a great form sequence in the inn where um where um i, I want to get the character name right chen oh. Hua, the the chi kwan chun character is doing this fabulous form i mean it looked really spectacular and uh and it and 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 he gets a a jar of piss thrown on <laughs> him. Thrown on him. i yeah. know yeah, it's, it's a great form display with comic kaijigs <laughs> going on around it and so, yeah but uh and, and there's yeah. even there's even like a sword and shield fight which was probably the one that fell the flattest for me when the weapons came out in this movie i felt like it didn't pair up as nicely as the open-handed uh kung fu fight scenes um Mm -hmm. so and and i don't know if that was a i don't think that was the fault of the performers i think that might have had to do with something about how it was shot because i felt like i was just getting too like uh something about the way it was done it just kind of looked a little bit odd to me when they brought it felt stylistically different yeah it did it felt i felt I mean, I, I felt like I was watching at that point, like, you know, up till that we've been having the, the typical martial arts type scenes and that felt, felt stagier somehow. Like yeah. I was watching, you know, I mean, which, which wasn't bad. It was, it was cool, but it, it just didn't feel like it was the same style as the rest of the movie. And, uh, and then we had the, the one with the monk, they, the, one of the, one of the guys that they're trying to get is like a, is a reformed monk and he's begging forgiveness for his, uh, yeah for his sins and he's you know he's like you know in full monk mode and so when um uh again the the subs were kind of all over the place here but we're we're gonna go with afung for the name of the Li Yi Min character and i know that it's uh, it's different uh and, and and in this movie at certain points they seem to be calling him ah chung and but we, we weren't totally clear on his name so afung so when afung gets there you know he's he tortures this monk he's you know because the monk won't fight him and so, you know, he, first he just tries to, the monk is like bang, I think he's banging on some kind of rod when he first shows up and he's just chanting and, and, mm-hmm. you know, talking about how he doesn't, you know, he, he, he doesn't want any violence. He doesn't want to hurt anybody anymore. And so, uh, so Afung takes the mallet and starts smacking him on the head furiously until he bleeds. And then that's not enough. So he goes and he gets some incense and he, and he jabs him with the incense and burns his head. And, and that's still not enough. So then he just up kicking the crap out of him and uh and chen hua shows up and tries to put it you know put you know he doesn't want him beating up this monk that's like a yeah. you know, great sin and so uh so i don't know i just thought i'd like that scene because I, I it was a really nice sort of three-man fight sequence 
And I like that the Chen Hua character is at times trying to protect this monk from his his uh, his classmate who's trying to if, essentially it seems trying to murder him or at least beat the truth out of him. And uh, and um, there, yeah, there are some good three person fight scenes in this movie. I mean, I like the. Uh, I like I like when when they're having the scene where they're trying to rent the room in the inn and they're kind of fighting over the room. The innkeeper's kind of stuck in the middle there, kind of getting swept up into this fight every now and then. And uh, that was that was very nice. But yeah, the more I think about this movie, I'm like, yeah, like like I said, it's it's part of it's just having watched it once and not and it, and it being a difficult experience to follow because of the technical issues the more i think about it i'm like yeah there's there's a lot of good scenes in here <laughs> well and the the thing i liked about that end scene is that that sort of encap and again I, I i you know i don't know what the name is supposed to be in chinese i uh so it might have you know might be unconnected to the title but the the buddhist palm and dragon's fist at least seems to be at work in uh in that scene because yeah the uh you know the afum character is doing that uh, the buddhist palm and then the the uh, um the chen hua character is, seems to be doing the dragon fist so that was, uh, you know, I thought that was, I thought that was like a cool contrast. And, and also the, I think we should talk about the rivalry in general, because that's really sort of what drives the movie. That's what make I think, yeah. I think you, absent that the movie doesn't really work. It's, uh, um, not at uh, all. No, I, I agree. I mean, that was when I started to like it. It's like when we, you know, when, when, when they both get handed the list at separate times and they're both fighting at the end of stuff, that was when the movie really sucked me in. I'm like, cause you know, and Afung is just such, <laughs> such, such, he's just kind of, kind of a mischievous bastard the whole time. And I mean, it just adds a lot of entertainment value and how straight faced, you know, that Lee's response is, you know, to everything. I mean, it just, it's, they're, they're a really good comic pairing in this movie. And yeah, that's, that's what holds it together and makes it, that, that's what pulled me through the rest of the movie. And, and Ah Fung, he almost crosses the line to become unlikable oh, at points. Like he does. The, the jar of this scene, he was, it was like, you know, he was really sort of go because he'd already taken the bed. He had already taken the bed. Yeah, and there's then, no reason. Yeah. No reason. It was just being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was just, I mean, at most he, he seemed to have some jealousy over the guy's good you know, excellent form performance. And, uh, and that was, also, I think at the start of the film, it looked like uh, Chen Hua was sent to go do this. And Ah Fung was told not to go do this. And yeah, there, I think again, I think this is editing at work because we don't really get all, there's a scene at the opening. And then the next thing we know, they're in town. And so my assumption is Ah Fung just decided to go on there on his own and uh, and wasn't supposed to be there. Um, because yeah, the master is basically assumption. like, you're useless. You're, you know, uh, but uh but I don't know. Yeah, that, that at least that, that's what the master said to him, right? He called him useless. Yeah, yeah. And then and he's you know and uh, and and he, he kind of responds responds with you know I'm oh, I forget what he says I'm as good as him or something along that lines. And then yeah, next thing we know, he's there kind of in town too. So yeah, I I just think he went along out of out of spite really <laughs> yeah I, I mean we're already said we're going to spoil the movie so i'm going to spoil even more at this point which is the you know so last chance to turn it off if you want the end to be surprised but you know Afong dies at the end and lee's carrying him and and they have the they have the typical you know melodramatic flashbacks to all the moments of the character <laughs> and like at least 50 percent of the moments in that flashback are awful of being a jerk and, you know <laughs> yeah. 
and I mean, and there's too many to even remember. Like at one point, he gets he gets Chen Wa in trouble for robbery. Like he frames him for committing. Like like that was the think, first oh my god, Chen Wa is going to go to jail. Montage. I know, I know. That was like where they started the montage. I'm like, really, really? That's that's what you've got left here. But uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it I don't know if it was intentional, but added a good touch of comedy to the uh, ending of the movie for me. And on Amazon, at least, it's only an hour and 24 minutes. So that they were able to sort of get all that in an hour and 24 minutes was pretty amazing to me. Um, because yeah. it really was not a long movie. Um, but then when you get to that flashback, you're like, wait, they're, you know, they're covering a lot of ground with this flashback. That, uh... <laughs> yeah, all of his greatest hits. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, he's, he is just uh, just just bad news for most of the movie and you know and at the end he won't believe you know you know that the the woman he's trying to win through his efforts is is really part of the the uh the plot you know and is defending her for a while and i don't know it's just he uh, he, he is for, for most of the movie just causing trouble and the uh and and the bad guy in this, uh, I think his name was Cheng Yun Shun. Um, could have it wrong because again the subs and mm -hmm. the dub situation. And it looked like he might have ha meant to have two names. And I'm pretty sure he's played by uh, Suun Shu Po. Uh, you know, I thought I thought he was great. I, I liked uh, again he was sort of an over the top, you know, very laugh heavy type villain. Um, yeah. But you, and you knew he was the bad guy from the, like it was not at all obscure that this was going to be the like i knew right away that this was going to be the bad guy um yeah they, but, they did not not yeah. disguise it. Well, well they're even doing like at one so like at one when they first meet him or at least when um ah fung first meets him he you know he he shows up he he basically is impressed uh this guy's men by bullying a local vendor and then he fights <laughs> them and they're like hey i like your style you know come come to chang's house and ask for rupin and so he goes into to Chang's house, and they they uh, they won't let him in. He just barges in, and he ends up fighting again. And then um, uh, Cheng Wan Shan shows up and is uh, you know like, hey, let's sit down and have a meal. And and then he sort of brings in his daughter, well, his daughter, not his real daughter, but a woman yeah. who, who's pretending to be his daughter, and uh, and and is using her in order to sort of uh, you know. Uh, help help with this chicanery that he's he's trying to uh get going with ah fung and basically he wants to to solicit ah fung to go and and kill his uh you know these six guys that i i guess used to be his underlings um or or at least his fellow bandits so yeah. um but in that scene anytime him and the daughter have an exchange of glances they play really telling music that lets you know that they're up to no good and i so, think they even have like a brief scene right after that where they kind of talk to each other like a little bit that completely gives it away too but yeah. I, yeah. I think you're right i think you're right so it was it was all pretty clear like you were meant to i think you were meant to sort of know what was going on and yeah and again, I, I don't think the movie would have worked i think i think that works better for the movie if you know that both these guys are being played you know they're they're, they're they've got this ridiculous rivalry going on between them through the whole movie and we you know they're both being played by the villain the whole time and i think that that add, added a level of, of entertainment to the movie for me so i think they made the right decision there and uh and yeah the villain and it's one of these films where the villain has like a really obvious wig 
and uh, <laughs> yes. you know it's just very it's a very sort of stagey type movie uh but again you know you know and and i do have to i do have to emphasize you know it, it is on prime but if you go and watch it there the the sound is awful the sound is uh-huh. really difficult hurdle to get over because it's got that that hum in the background i don't know maybe other people don't get as annoyed by that as i do but i find that really gets under my skin when there's a background hum and uh yeah. and 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 the frame kind of jostles a little bit and isn't really it seems like it's not i don't feel like you're getting the full whatever was on the screen when this first was released i don't think that's what i'm getting that's my impression um, yeah well, i kept jumping all the time too it's like I, you know when it first started I I paused the movie and I went and did like a, an internet speed test because I was convinced my internet speed must be low when it was like dropping and something was wrong. But then I'm like, no, my internet speed is fine. It was just, it was just the movie, you know. And anything else I'd play was fine. It was just, it was just, it was just kept kind of frame jumping all the time. But um, but to me, this was a kind of movie that's sort of a good example of. And you see this with like, especially a lot of like the the non Shaw Brothers films, the time just mm-hmm. getting the most out of like limited resources. Do you know what I mean? There's like, there's really, yeah. you know, there's not a, this this clearly looks like a. I mean, I don't know what the budget was, but it doesn't look like it was too big to me. Um, no, and, no, I mean, it does look like a low budget movie, but it is it is a, you know, setting all the technical issues with the with the version we watched aside, it's it's a it's very well done for the budget they were apparently working with so and uh and yeah so i feel like you know you know just by fo- you know again focusing on sort of the simplicity of the character rivalry and mm-hmm. and just the simple beats of the fights you know because i mean there there's there's a certain kind of kung fu movie that i like to watch where i'm really just there for the kung fu do you know what i mean i'm not yeah. the story's fine but but i really want to see the fights and and so this is sort of one of these moves I put in sort of the non pretentious box. Like this is for the this is a movie that if you if you like you know kung fu movies I think you'll you'll really enjoy. It's not you know you, you don't you don't have to go in and, and, and extract deeper deeper themes from it or anything like that. It's you know you're, you're really there because of the fights because of the the beauty of the physical performances and 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 you're trying to get maybe a complete evening of entertainment where there's plenty of humor and you know all kinds of things sort of thrown into the pot. But um, but the other thing this movie made me think of, and a lot of these movies do this, but th- for some reason this movie in particular, it made me really wonder about the implications of living in that world as a non-kung fu guy. Um, <laughs> you know, I had one of these brief moments of clarity while I was watching it, where like, yeah, it really must be terrible to be that that is like at the beginning of the movie, he beats up this fortune teller, and yeah, the, you know, and and this must be routine for someone like him because they're totally at these people's <laughs> mercy, and it's obvious that there's like no real like enforcement going on that's that's holding them in check they're just free to kind of you know uh, abuse the population so um yeah at that point you know like early in the movie like when when you know he goes to the villain's house and you know kind of gets the job from everything i'm like you know instead of infiltrating and like fighting the villain it's like i think awful would just be happy if he just genuinely joined up with the bad guys i think that that was his true calling. You should have. Why, why was he even a? <laughs> he just yeah. I guess like look at the beating up that fortune teller. It was just like man, that was that that was so early in the movie, and that was one of the more jerky things he did through the whole thing. Well, he did so. quite a few jerky things too. Like he was uh, yeah, he, he did. Was, he was uh, um, 
I don't know. I I I really tended to sympathize more with uh, Chen Hua as a um, <laughs> as a character. And I and I and the thing is, I, I you know I really I I like uh, the actor uh, Li Min a lot in in movies. And and this is one of the one of the few roles where I really didn't like his character. Like he was doing a good job, but I really didn't like his character. Um, yeah. Even in yeah. even in, I think in Brave Archer he played uh, Yang Kang and. Uh, I don't think he was in the whole trilogy, but I think he played him in a, at least like one or two of the installments, and and even in that, I you know I didn't I didn't have the, the dislike of him that I and that's like one of the big bad guys from from uh, from the genre. But in this one, I really found myself just I, it was the piss jar that really bothered me. Something about somebody does this wonderful form and then you throw a jar of piss on them. That yeah, uh, it, it just was a it was it, there was no good reason for it at all. It was. It really kind of crossed a line for me. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. That was, like I said. I mean, you know, trying trying to get the room and all that kind of thing. I'm like, okay, well, you want the bed? I mean, but yeah, that was just. I don't know. <laughs> that was just this cruel. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So, but I but I enjoyed it again. This was this was my first time seeing it. I think Lady Chow Fung had like a. She had a solid reason for wanting to see this. And I don't know what that solid reason was. So hopefully we lived up to, to you know, to, to, to expectations here. We'll have to, when we come back next week, we'll have to have her give us some of her thoughts in this movie. Because she, I, I'm sure she had a, a she must have had something specific in mind when she picked it. And I'm, I'm curious what it was. But, um. But I enjoyed it. I, 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 I was I was a little bit uh, reluctant when we first started watching it because of the sound thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times you'll do that. Like there are a lot of King Who movies I've sat through that, uh, uh, I, I, you know, the, the sound quality was really bad. And I endured that because it was a King Who movie. And then, you know, it wasn't until years later that I would get like a, a nicely restored version. But, um, you know, I, I do tend to, uh, I, I can deal with the, the, the image quality being bad but when the sound's bad that's what really pulls me out of a movie i think it's just i get really finicky about that and uh but this one i i was able to overlook it so i i feel that that's a side that this was a you know solidly uh you know the fight choreography all felt really tight to me and um and fun it was kind of like a fun overall experience so yeah yeah, it was. No, I, I, I would recommend it, especially if people can find another version to watch. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and I think this is a movie. This is a movie that would, be, you know, some there there are some kung fu movies that are better to watch at night. This is a good early morning kung fu movie. I think like this is that this is what I would recommend. I can see with. that. Yeah, Saturday morning yeah, kung fu yeah. theater. This is yeah, yeah. It it fits that bill well. There, there, there's yeah. definitely movies that I like to watch in the morning versus evening. And this would be a more morning movie for me. Um, (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, so again, we don't have the full crew here, so we're going to end it at this point. Um, We are going to be back on, on Sunday for a classic who episode. And we also have some Babylon five episodes that we have to get to, and we'll figure out exactly how we're going to achieve that uh, over the course of the weekend. And, uh, and, uh, we we also I have a, uh, a a review of the the new translation of Legend of Condor Heroes coming up, so I'll probably post that around the same time that I post it online. I'm going to do a written review and a podcast review, and next week on Friday we're going to do the Buddha's Palm movie, not 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 this movie, but the the one starring Derek E, the uh, the the Shaw Brothers Buddha's Palm. So um, so we should be in for a, a you know a, a fun evening. I think.
and yeah, so uh, until then, we'll, we'll talk to you later.